Hello and welcome back to episode 20 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with myself, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we're dad and daughter talking a lot and a lot and a lot about football. So we've kind of got a deadline. It says 17th of June that the Premier League or football matches might be resuming. Actually, I think that they are going to be resuming on the 17th of June. So we've got a couple more weeks where we're going to be chatting about some past uh, Premier League players or current Premier League players. And today we're finishing off the 20 clubs that are in the Premier League, their highest Premier League appearances for players within that club. So we've got 10 more clubs that we're going to be finishing off this week. And Dad, you're going to kick off with Everton. Who's the highest Premier League appearances in Everton? Uh, Everton, it's actually American goalkeeper Tim Howard. 121 games for America. 354 games in the Premier League for Everton. Incredible, really. Uh, Currently still playing. He plays for an American team in Memphis. That's cool. I didn't know that. And he's the international ambassador for Everton in the United States. I'm not sure what he does in that role, but <laughs> he is. And he's been listed as the greatest goalkeeper in American soccer history. Cool. Uh, he was named in the 2003-2004 PFA Premier League Team of the Year. Actually started his Premier League career with Man United 2003. Played 45 games uh, before moving to Everton where he had 10 seasons. Like I say, 354 goal, uh, games. And a goal, one of only four keepers to score in <laughs> Premier League history. That was in January 2012 against Bolton Wanderers, uh, where it was in a wind-assisted 100-yard clearance. <laughs> uh, and he was so um, embarrassed that he didn't celebrate, felt sorry for the other keeper. So oh, Bogdan, I think it was, Bogdan, the other keeper. So he uh, didn't celebrate his, uh, his goal, which was only one of four scored in the Premier League. Everton paid United three million in two thousand seven, so it's quite a lot of money actually. And he set a record for Everton two thousand eight two thousand and nine season, when he had the most league clean sheets in a season. Uh, and Everton finished fifth that year, so quite a good season. So the most clean sheets in a league season for Everton. Uh, he had a two hundred and ten run consecutive Premier League appearances, which wow. is pretty amazing. His understudy most of the time was John Ruddy. Norwich, yeah, most of his career yeah. in Norwich, but he was the understudy too. Couldn't get in the team because of Tim Howard. The only thing that he won was an FA Cup runners-up medal with Everton. Uh, although he did get an FA Cup and League Cup winners' medal with Man United in the short time yeah. that he was there. But like Everton, really, he's not won much. But what he was was a very solid keeper. If you don't remember as a shot stopper or particularly flamboyant, just a good steady keeper. He did a a really good job for Everton in 354 Premier League matches. Talking of American goalkeepers, we obviously mentioned Brad Friedel. Is he tip it for you, Brad Friedel, or Tim Howard? Uh, yeah, I think Tim Howard really got saved for that consistent, yeah, no, really good keeper. So to Burnley. So they're currently in their sixth season in the Premier League. So in terms of the amount of appearances in the Premier League, there haven't been obviously that many because I've not had too many seasons. But the current player of the most is Ben Mee, defender and current captain. He joined Burnley on loan actually from Man City in 2011. And beginning with the start of his career, is very much interrupted with injuries. But he finally got going really 2014-15. He signed a three-year contract and he made his first Premier League appearance versus Chelsea, which they lost 3-1. So overall, he's had 163 appearances in the Premier League. So just eight ahead of Ashley Barnes. So obviously, they're much the era of those players that have pretty much been predominant in the Premier League for Burnley. And he's formed quite a good partnership, really, with James Tarkovsky, who's had two England appearances. So 
I think a lot of people maybe put forward Ben Me as a suggestion. Just briefly, Dad, I suppose. Tarkovsky, Me, either of them England for you? Probably not. No, I quite like Tarkovsky. I think he's kind of a bit like Harry Maguire-esque. Anyway, Ben Mee's highlights 2017-18 season, obviously where Burnley finished seventh, the club's highest league placing since 1974. And then obviously they got in the Europa League slots. And then the following season, he became one of three outfield players nationwide to play every minute of the Premier League. That's crazy. I think overall, Ben Mee's been quite the model of consistency. He's six foot, so very dominant in the air. Definitely a solid centre back. Like you say, maybe not quite got, I don't know, the the skill on the ball, I would say. He's quite a good clearancer, but has he got that skill with the ball? I probably wouldn't say as much. But Ben Mee, you can't argue the fact he's had 163 appearances in the Premier League for Burnley. Another team that's not spent much time in the Premier League, Sheffield United. So... Uh, their highest Premier League appearances actually from somebody from the previous decade who uh, when Sheffield United flirted with Premier League football. So uh, Carl Bradshaw. Carl Bradshaw started at Sheffield Wednesday actually. So one of those players Ooh. that played for both teams in the Sheffield Steel derby. Also played for Barnsley, Norwich, Wigan and Scunthorpe. 72 matches in the Premier League for Sheffield United. Actually 147 in total. But 72 in the Premier League, scored eight goals within the 147 games. Started as a forward, but moved fairly quickly to defence. He joined them in uh, September 89, uh, and he retired in 2005. One of his top performances for Sheffield United uh, was in a 2-0 win at Everton, April 93, when he scored. He was actually Sheffield United's Player of the Year in 1994. That season, you had some of the names there, Alan Kelly, Brian Gale, Chris Kamara, Cammy off the telly. Nathan Blake, I played for Blackburn, I think, briefly. Alan Cork, a good solid team, but despite that, they finished 20th and were relegated. Went down that season with Oldham and Swindon. 42 points, one point behind Ipswich, who just managed to stay up. But he was the best player they had that season, despite going down. Player of the season, 1994, Carl Bradshaw, and currently runs a bed and breakfast in Norwich. <laughs> really? There you go. Do you know the name of it? Norwich? No, the B&B. No, I'm not a clue. Oh, we should find that out. Into Wolves. Again, not had too many seasons in the Premier League. Six seasons, which I was quite surprised, actually. English winger, 108 Premier League appearances for Wolves is Matt Jarvis. So he joined Wolves in 2007 from Gillingham. Actually, stats-wise, his best season was 2011-12, where he had 37 appearances, eight goals, but not a great season for the team. They actually got relegated that season. And then in 2012, he went to West Ham and he currently plays for Woking in the National League. Matt Jarvis, didn't know that. And another fun fact, his parents both played table tennis professionally and each reached number one in British ranking. Wow. <laughs> really fun fact. I didn't know they had professional table tennis yes, players. Yes, of course actually. they do. Well, at least two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I was going to say that 180 Premier League appearances, you see someone like Connor Cody, he's currently on 67 appearances. I can see him beating that. Like I say, Wolves, they look like a team that are going to stay in the Premier League for certainly a while. So a record that probably will most likely be beaten fairly soon. But I think for his time, Matt Jarvis was a pretty solid winger and obviously still playing for Woking. Yeah, good player, actually. And I'm moving on now to Arsenal. That's actually one of the call these days. Harry's heroes, Ray Parler. 339 appearances, 22 goals. 
he was a very skillful player, nicknamed the Romford Pele. He had 14 years at Arsenal and then uh, moved up north, went to Middlesbrough and Hull. Played just 10 times for England in some eras with some real, you know, sort of cracking players to uh, try and uh, play against. So, yeah, so the Romford Pele, 10 games for England. His debut for Arsenal was January 92 against Liverpool. Always seemed to be overshadowed by his illustrious colleagues. But he was a cracking player, actually, real hard worker. Actually good on the ball and some good vision as well. In March 2000, he had a hat-trick and a 4-2 win away at Werder Bremen in the UEFA Cup. Oh, and in the same year, another hat-trick, 5-0 versus Newcastle. So considering he only got 22 goals, he uh, had a couple of good matches there. Probably one of the most underrated players of his generation. For 13 consecutive seasons, he was playing for Arsenal. Just started to drift out at the end, really. Uh, but some fantastic honours. I'm sure some of the current Arsenal players would be proud of this. Three Premier Leagues, four FA Cup, one League Cup, one UEFA Cup. And did the double twice. His last season was with the Invincibles. And when you name the Invincibles, he probably wouldn't be one of the first names on your list. Henri, Bergkamp, Perez, Vieira. Let's say always being overshadowed by those, but still the highest uh, number of appearances for Arsenal. And uh, in my recollection, a brilliant hard-working, skillful midfield player, Ray Parler. And he was on, like you said, Harry's Heroes. He really does rock a uh, turtleneck jumper as well. He's very trendy. Did you see him on the programme? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Very trendy. Uh, West Ham. 15 seasons that they've had in the Premier League and this English midfielder's loyalty and services to the club have earned him the nickname Mr. West Ham. Of course, Mark Noble. So he started off with youth player at West Ham, made his Premier League debut for them in 2005 versus Blackburn, actually, where 3-1, the Hammers won. So overall, Mark Noble's had 375 Premier League appearances for West Ham, 46 goals, 27 of those were penalties and 33 assists. So not bad. And probably one of the last remaining one-man clubs. We've talked a lot about these guys in the past, you know, following the footsteps of Ryan Giggs, Matt Letizier, and quite interestingly, he's played under eight managers because West Ham over the last few years certainly have chopped and changed a lot. So you have Pardew, Kerbishley, Zola, Grant, Allardyce, Bilic, Pellegrini and obviously David Moyes twice. So to be under eight managers and still be one of the key figures within the team, constantly was captain. Very talented, holds the ball well, very much a workhorse and you can tell how much he loves West Ham. I can imagine he's quite a prominent voice in the dressing room. He definitely gets stuck in there. And his best goal scoring tally was 2015-16 where he got seven. I think maybe the argument with Mark Noble is the fact he probably doesn't have that much pace. He's never He did a lot of junior youth stuff for England under 21s, but since that he's never really cracked into the senior team, I suppose. He's a bit of a Milner for me. He doesn't, you know, he's not doesn't get all the praise and all the press, but he's always um, always there in the middle of midfield or drifts out wide and always contributing. Puts a shift in, as they say, without exception, every week. Yeah, I think if you've got those flamboyant players around him that are going to be a bit more creative, that's probably something you could argue that he probably is not quite the most creative of midfielders. I'm not sure they've got them around him, by the way. No, they don't. They don't. That's what they do need. But when they have people like Arnautovic, people like that, I thought they were doing quite well. So, uh, yeah, he is a bit of a Premier League legend for West Ham. Mark Noble. So another Premier League legend, I think you'd call him that, Man City, David Silva. He's played over 400 games for City of which 301 in the Premier League, 57 goals. 
He's the current captain, joined from, this is last season actually, he's retiring or moving on the oh, end yeah, of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if he's retiring or moving on, actually. I think mm, I think he might go somewhere else. Mm. I think we had this debate before, actually. He's joined from Valencia in the summer of 2010. Not bad. Four Premier League titles, two FA Cups and five <laughs> League Cups. Uh, he's been named in the PFA Team of the Year twice. Uh, in September 19, he became the youngest player to reach 200 wins in the Premier League, taking over from John Terry. Played for Spain brilliantly for 12 years, Part of some fantastic Spanish teams, actually 125 caps, 35 goals. Debut for City was August 2010 in a 0-0 draw against Spurs. And his first league goal was against Blackpool, October 2010. He chose City, apparently uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid wanted him, but he turned them down for City. Jamie Redknapp quoted him, he said he's the maestro. He knows where the passes are going to go. He runs the game, a joy to watch. He has a great first touch, intelligent with great vision. Uh, and I think that statement, he runs the game. I think that's the. there's not many players that you could say are really influential in a team of real superstars. Yeah. But I think Silver on his day is really influential. Uh, in all competitions, out of nine seasons, uh, he's played over 40 games. And this season he's already played 28. So probably okay. nine out of 10 seasons he'll play over 40 games. So... He's had the odd injury, but he's been really consistent. Uh, a real playmaker, let's say, the playmaker for Man City, David Silva. And quite interesting that he turned down, was it Real Madrid and Barcelona? He's Spanish, but he chose to move from Spain and come over to England. Yeah, I think he probably um, felt he'd get picked, as he has been, every match for City. So he's a bit irregular where he might have been flitting in and out of the teams for either of those, perhaps. <laughs> Brighton, actually, I think they're the team with the least amount of Premier League seasons, potentially. They've only had three seasons in the Premier League. And there are two players that are joint with the most Premier League appearances, both of the 101 appearances. First one, Australian goalkeeper Matt Ryan joined Brighton when they first got into the Premier League in 2017. And um, he's played in every single minute of the 2017-18 season. And he got 10 clean sheets, great goal stopper. And then uh, your other player with 101 appearances is Lewis Dunk, obviously English defender, club captain, born in Brighton. And apparently he was a Chelsea fan growing up and they named their family dog Didier after Didier Drogba. Didier Dogba. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, Didier, that's quite good. And then he joined Brighton in 2010. So he's been there longer, but obviously they only got into the Premier League in 2017. So in terms of overall appearances, he will have more than Matt Ryan, but in Premier League appearances, they're both joint. I like Lewis Dunk. I think he's a, a very good, solid player. Again, probably a bit like your Ben Mees, maybe not the most athletic of uh, defenders. Of I'd, I'd probably put him slightly ahead of Ben Mee, I think, just. Yeah, fair enough. So we've got Matt Ryan and Lewis Dunk from Brighton. And my last one is Crystal Palace. And one of those underachievers, potentially you'd call him that, Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha, what an interesting character. 192 Premier League matches for Palace, 35 goals. Just ahead of James MacArthur, who's 188. He's a forward. Is he a forward? He's classed yeah. everywhere as a forward. He's a winger. He's a centre forward. He's He kind of drifts around the pitch a bit. He's one of those players you probably just want to let him go where he wants. Yeah. You know, sort of just let him have a drifting around the pitch sort of role because he can be um, incredibly destructive with other teams. He started Palace 2010. 
two years at Man United, kind of forgotten about that. He yeah. went to United and only played twice, actually. Injured? Uh, uh, no, I just don't think they picked him. It was Moyes. I don't think he got on with oh. David Moyes necessarily, or Moyes didn't uh, rate him. So he was loaned back to Palace. They had a spell at Cardiff. And in the end, he ended up back at Palace 2015 and he's been there ever since. Two caps for England, and then he's now playing for the Ivory Coast. But two caps for England just shows the potential he has got. Just doesn't seem to have quite ever consistently delivered, I don't think. At Palace, they had four seasons in the Championship to kick off. This is the seventh consecutive season in the Premier League, which is quite a good record, actually, considering they're not one of the bigger clubs. His best season was 2018-19, 34 games, 10 goals. His only achievements, really, Championship playoff winners and FA Cup runners-up. Palace's Player of the Year for three consecutive seasons from 2015 onwards. He's been labelled as a diver when you read the papers oh, and read the things. But um, Roy, player, isn't he? Roy Hodgson is very defensive as him because he just you know he runs at such speed yeah. and sort of um, moves from side to side. And when he gets an odd, he, he can't help but go over. So that's a debate. But one thing's for sure: on his day, not say unplayable, but he's really, really skillful and just doesn't feel like he's quite, I say, reached his potential, really. So he's still got plenty of time. He's not that old. He's still got the chance to uh, deliver some better performances. I think people really expected him to leave. Like you said, 2018-19, he had his best season. And I think people expected him to leave. I would have liked to have seen him go to, like, an Arsenal. I think he would have maybe fit their structure, the way they play. Yeah, I think there's lots of... I think he would go to a big team, but the experience at United, it just didn't didn't quite work. And um, I don't know, he's a bit of a loner, perhaps. I don't know what it is. Right, last one, we've got Newcastle. So Newcastle's a club. They've been a member of the Premier League for all but three years of the competition's history and have never dropped below the second tier. And the person with the most Premier League appearances for Newcastle with 354 is Irish goalkeeper Shay Given. I love Shay Given. He's so sweet. He started off at Celtic. He did Blackburn Rovers for a bit. Which I yeah. don't know if I realise that. Yeah, no, he was understudy probably to Tim Flowers. He was at Blackburn for quite a few years, but never quite broke into the team. And then he did loan spells at Swindon and Sunderland, and then he eventually joined Newcastle in '97 for 1.5 million pounds. And he was named in the Premier League team of the season for the 2001-2 season and 2005-6 season. So like I said, 354 Premier League appearances. So ahead of Alan Shearer in second with 303. And overall, he had 12 years at Newcastle and obviously went on to play for City, Villa, Middlesbrough, Stoke. And currently he's head coach, head goalkeeping coach, sorry, at Derby County. Oh, right. Yeah, which I didn't realise. Oh, I just thought it was quite funny. In 2017, he released an autobiography called Shay Any Given Saturday. Oh, very good. (laughs) Uh, Play on the film, which I thought was quite funny. And he was good, considered to be agile, athletic, courageous goalkeeper with excellent reflexes and shot stopping. They um, picked him in their top 10 for match of the day when they did their podcast. I gave that a little listen. Mm. We didn't mention him as one of our top goalkeepers, but Shea Given, he did a lot in the Premier League and I rated him, thought he was good. Yeah, very similar to Tim Howard, a real solid goalkeeper. You imagine both their styles, they organised their defence and... Were very influential, I would have thought. 
Right, on to Barnet of the Week. I've struggled a little bit with my players. None of them have I've looked back through the archives and none of them really stood out, but I'll go for mine. So we spoke about Shea Given. I've gone for Shea Given. Apparently, manager Peter Reed at Sunderland had given on the phone and he said, bring your hair gel. This is when he first started for Sunderland. And then Shea Given said, why? He goes, because we're on telly on the weekend and you're starting. So I just thought that was quite funny, the fact that he was encouraging him to put hair gel on. And Shea Given actually had the... Almost like a Mohican, where he kind of shaved it and had it pointed in the middle of his hair. That, that was as much as I could get for Barnet. I, I struggled. Well, I looked at mine and actually, um, same as yourself, I wasn't sure anybody would stand out. But Ari Zero, and if you look at Ray Parler, <laughs> through time, actually, he did. Uh, he had a bit of a tight perm, let it go long, cut it short, went a bit bouffanty. So Ray Parler, actually, uh, he was always a bit of a trendsetter, sort of a fashionable footballer. He looks fashionable now on those turtlenecks. Yeah, so he was, uh, he's my Barnet of the Week. Right, that's it for this week. So we've looked through the current 20 teams in the Premier League and we've gone through and researched which are the ones with the most Premier League appearances. Ryan Giggs, he's, he was the top, top out of all of them, wasn't he? Yeah, spoke yeah, about him fantastic. last week. So next week, quite a cool concept. We're going to be uh, maybe dispersing the myths about famous celebrities and which football clubs they support. So we'll be back next week. See you then. <laughs>